This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And the first edition of Your Tech Report for 2016. Happy New Year. Welcome to Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo <laughs> in Montreal, as always. Joined by Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Mitchell? You sound so cheery, man. Sorry to interrupt you. You just sound so happy. You know what? We put together some great shows that ran during the holidays, and it's been so long in my mind since we've done a show, and I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to be able to chat tech with you, especially the biggest tech year of the tech period of the year. Yeah, we're talking, of course, we're talking CES 2016, which is upon us, and we have some great interviews from the show floor. We're going to be talking products and Mark. Am I crazy in thinking this might be in terms of what we do on this show? Overall, the most, <laughs> I'm getting emotional, the most <laughs> exciting part of the year because of the just the sheer number of new products that we have to look forward to that we're hearing about now. It, it's kind of overwhelming. I will say it's overwhelming. Um, I think it's I think it's more than overwhelming. I think the, here, here's the thing you have to realize with CES. The thing you learn at CES is what the theme in technology, the rolling theme is going to be over the coming year, if not years to come. And atop of this giant list, Mitchell, was, of course, televisions. And we saw yeah. that with Samsung, and we're going to talk to them on this week's show. Yeah, but, you know, it, it comes down to, it, it, you talk about themes and connectivity, I think, continues to be the theme. Internet, uh, connection to the internet, a connected home, connected experiences with appliances, with televisions, uh, with home theater. And this is something, and I, I always have to give you props for this, Mark, because you were way ahead of the curve on this. And I will say it again. I've done it before in the show. I will say it again. You've always talked about the, the more, more innovations coming from the software side and the connected nature of existing product side. And that's exactly what we're seeing at CES this year. Well, there's so, there's so few companies, Mitchell, that we um, that really do much that's different in terms of design. Yes, things are getting smaller. Chips are getting smaller. We obviously see these trends go on. But at the end of the day, it's about the experience in using these devices. And And Samsung does a, a, a badass job, if I can say that on the radio. You can um, say badass, with, yeah. With their user interface and making things a lot easier for people. And we'll talk to them about that uh, coming up on this week's show. But the, the biggest the biggest, I guess, blaze that I saw this week was Lenovo really kicked off in, in true form, and we're going to talk to them on this week's show as well about all their products, all their computers, all their two-in-ones. It's insane. Uh, it, it's incredibly insane, actually, and it's one of those things where I'm going to do it right now, and of course we'll do it during the interview as well. Uh, it is worth it to go to shop.lenovo.com <laughs> because when we talk about it, and Mark's laughing because he's been to the site, and it, it, they have a great site up right now that shows you about all the things that they announced at CES, existing product, upcoming product, and I think you'll be blown away 
by the number of incredible products Lenovo has. Not only that, you know, are coming out, but that that they're out right now in terms of convertible PCs and laptops, uh, everything in the PC world to keep you connected and keep your business running smoothly. Lenovo has something for everyone. And some things I'm looking at, uh, like this X1 tablet with a built-in projector. Don't get me started. We're going to be talking about a lot about Lenovo throughout the show. So let, let's talk about some themes. So we have televisions, sure. obviously. Yeah. The Ultra yeah. HD, which is 4K to the next level. We're seeing yeah. some of the thinnest televisions we've seen ever. We're seeing such incredible picture. We're seeing immersive designs. That There's no doubt about the television being the center of our living room and our home and our media hub. But if you were to look at, at the next kind of category, I guess we agree that it's really the Internet of Things, the, the connected devices, the connected fridge, the smart home detectors, whether it be the new Nest thermostat, the new stuff from Honeywell, Apple's HomeKit is front and center, Mitchell. Lots of products being released with Apple HomeKit support so that you can integrate all these things into one platform as opposed to them being on many platforms. What else? You know, connectivity is another one that you talked about. Automotive. Have you noticed the shift automotive this year? A lot of focus on automotive? Absolutely. We're hearing about a lot of companies adopting different technologies, whether it's, you know, Google Play or, uh, you know, the Android platform, iOS. We just got word that all the new Ford vehicles starting 2017 will now have Sync 3, which is the latest version of their head unit, of course, in the car. Uh, and they will all be iOS compatible and Android compatible. So we're seeing innovations in terms of software and vehicles. And Mark, have you seen a lot of the, a lot of news on electric vehicles at CES? Now, I, I've seen, and I, I have to go look this up because I'm so excited about it, even write it down. There was an unmanned vehicle at CES, an unmanned electric vehicle, that a person was standing outside of this full-size car, waved their hand outside of the vehicle in order to tell it to park itself. Now, uh, this is one of those scary things. People talk about, you know, they sit in the car, you could press the automatic park thing and the yeah. car park itself. But actually getting out of the car and then saying, yeah, you could just park yourself now. I'm, I'm just going to go. I, I, this kind of blows my mind and it really tells me what direction we're going and not just in terms of, you know, the fancy bells and whistles. Yeah, self-parking car when you're out of it, but just in terms of electric vehicles being now not just something that people are playing with, but thanks to Tesla and other companies with the Nissan Leaf, that taking a, a huge step forward in terms of everyday use, battery technology, things we don't think of, battery technology. These are huge innovations that help other things. So I think, you know, one of those other things that, that one of these other themes, Mark, that we're talking about is devices that help other devices. Yes. And that's another thing that we're seeing here at CES. There's one company that had a that that really took center stage. They had a keynote, which was Faraday Future. Now, yes, to remind people about what this company is, there was long chat, and there continues to be a lot of chatter that Apple is working on some kind of automotive project. Correct. And this company was discovered. No logos, nothing. No one knew anything about this company. It was kind of in the San Francisco Bay Area. They saw Faraday Future. People somehow made a connection between Apple and Faraday Future, which is actually incorrect. What this company has been working on is not only an electric car, but it's the whole platform at which that industry can work off of. It's a, a modular chassis, so to speak, a front wheel drive, a back wheel drive, and a modular center that can grow depending on how many battery modules you want to put into the actual car. And they are hoping that people adopt their technology to build various types of vehicles in any shape or form. And they made that big announcement after years of innovation. 
You know, Mark, I, I've, I feel like, oops, I, I've heard of this. Uh, yeah, I have heard of this, of course. And when you talk about modular design, you could take it to the next level. And you could think of it, you know, figuratively in terms of just being able to create a platform that other people can build upon or literally creating a platform that other people can build upon, meaning people can start creating their own vehicles based on a certain platform. And this is something that I've seen for the last couple of years at CES, basically allowing, creating this, like the substructure platform where everything is built into the subchassis of the car, and then just the aesthetic points, the kind of seats, the kind of look that you want for the shell of the car, these are going to be completely configurable by the consumer. Almost imagine like building your own Lego vehicle, except it looks a lot cooler on the road. So it's not just a figurative sort of platform for people to build upon, it's literal as well. I've heard talk about people being able to go into showrooms and pick their chassis, pick their color, pick their rear taillight design, almost like these modular smartphones that we're hearing about, where you can pick the camera module, you can pick how much RAM goes yeah. in, and you build your phone like that that, in the not-too-distant future, you'll be able to build your car the exact same way. And that's really cool. Now, a lot of people focus on, Mitchell, the, the, the bigger companies and the bigger announcements at CES, but there's a lot of really cool stuff if you're into the accessory side of things. Griffin, Belkin, Linksys, yep. these companies have really cool accessories. We're embracing the new USB-C power cable. Uh, Griffin has a really cool magnetic mount that's kind of like that old Apple MagSafe adapter, right. which is really cool. They announced that. Um, you know, there's so many small things at CES. The new Intel Compute Power Stick. Uh, we're seeing how Intel's new face recognition and body recognition um, will, will adapt to the things that you're using in the future. There was a a paintball helmet with a heads-up display. Um, <laughs> there are so many things that I want to talk about, and I want to get the people from the actual companies on to talk about. The guys at Fleur, remember the, the 3D thermal imaging? That's they right. They have brand new devices. They reached out to me. We're going to be talking to them in the coming weeks. D-Link has some great products as well. So many things come out of this one week at CES. Now, I want our listeners to know, of course... Uh, you know, we're going to be bringing you some great interviews today and throughout the year. But what our listeners need to know is because CES is such a crazy time of year and everyone is being pulled to the show floor to talk with vendors, to talk to consumers. So it's hard sometimes to get all the people we want on the phone during this time of year. But we were lucky to get some really cool people and some really big players that were able to pull themselves off the floor and get into a little cubby hole or a room where they could actually talk to us. So just know that we're going to have a bunch for you today, a bunch for you the next few weeks. But throughout the year, these relationships that we're making with these companies are going to pay off throughout the year. Look forward to interviews from all these companies that we're going to be telling you about. So coming up on this show, Mitchell, we are going to talk to someone at Samsung Canada who's going to tell us, give us a real good picture about what that company is focusing on. And, and I'm, I'm not going to give any of that away. Lenovo, I mean, they made the biggest uh. splash probably because they made... So many announcements, but they also made those announcements on the first day before CES even opened to the public. And of course, we're going to talk all about connectivity with Netgear. That's on this week's show. There are so many lined up for the coming weeks that I, I can't even get into them now, but it's going to be a great show. If you want to get in touch with us, of course, on Twitter, we encourage you to follow us. It's at Your Tech Report on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. And of course, check yourtechreport.com. And we will be glad to reach out to companies on your behalf. Or if you have an opinion to share, please do so. So we're going to take a quick break, Mitchell. We're going to get right into it. All the fun announcements at CES from Samsung are right around the corner. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flala. Your Tech Report will be right back. Now, back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Marco Flalo in Montreal. Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. 
We are talking all about CES 2016. Of course, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report, and of course, contact at YourTechReport.com. Okay, now, Mark, we're, we're, we're pretty fortunate. We get to work with a lot of really cool companies, see a lot of really cool tech. But one of our favorites, and I think, Mark, you'll agree, is a little company people may have heard of called <laughs> Samsung. I think people have heard of Samsung. I think they definitely know the, the Samsung name in, in many categories, especially well, well, at this year's CES. Well, that's what I was going to talk about, especially in relation to CES 2016. But Samsung is one of these companies that is very fortunate to do many different things extremely well in the tech world. From, Of course, we know them from Android devices. We also know televisions, appliances, uh, home tech. I mean, it, it's incredible their lineup. And we're very, very happy and fortunate to have Samsung of Canada, their chief marketing officer, Mark Childs, joining us from CES. Mark, thanks for coming on today. Thank you very much. And uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you couldn't miss Samsung at CES 2016. Uh, <laughs> the presence in the booth is so impressive. It, it, it's, it's truly stunning. Well, that's that's the whole thing. If people have never been to CES, I mean, obviously there are all these booths that are you know, they're set up by different companies. Samsung has always had one of the most beautiful, one of the most impressive in terms of all overall lineup. But Mark, before we go into individual stuff, because I know you guys released a lot of new technology that we're going to talk about during the interview. But before we go specific with Samsung, you've been on the show floor for three days. What is your overall impression so far? What is your takeaway the first three days just from being in Vegas at CES, being on that floor? What are your takeaways so far? Well, I, I think from a personal point of view, and I think anybody that visits uh, CS and this year uh, ever, ever more, you sort of have that sense of one being overwhelmed, two being incredibly excited. Um, but you, you really are just blown away with with where we're headed um, from an innovation perspective. And I, I think the best phrase that that I've heard over the last couple of days, um, you know, is, is that you know our our organization is bringing and our brand is bringing to life innovation that matters, innovation that's going to help us in our connected lives as, as we as we live from this point forward. And we all know there, there's lots of technology in our lives, but bringing it all together in a meaningful, real way, uh, I think is, is, what, is, is what struck me. Mark, there's, there's no missing the Samsung televisions when you walk into a booth at CES. I mean, your displays are front and center in devices that people wouldn't even know about. But the technology that we're getting excited about really is front and center when it comes to televisions is not. It is, and, 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 you know, front and center at the booth um, at CES, you know, is, is almost what I'd describe as a theater of the 2016 SUHD Um Not only are they impressive in their own right, but literally they, they cascade open. I think there's like 48 or more TVs in the display. Um, and then when you actually go into the booth, you see, you know, just the, 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 the reality of picture that we can, that we can experience today. Um, using the latest quantum dot display technology, the picture is so true to life. It's so impressive and immersive. Um, you, you cannot not be impressed. And then you overlay with that, you know, just the, the, the future uh, intention uh, around the size and, and the slimness of TVs and, and just the beautiful timeless design. It's incredible. You mentioned design, but there's also a lot of stuff behind the scenes kind of within the television itself that is absolutely, you know, technological breakthroughs. We're talking about new smart hubs and new features in the televisions themselves that are making the experience of watching television a lot more immersive, are they not? They are. I think I think certainly, you know, the smart hub um, for, for um, 2016, built on the Tizen platform, is actually going to make the, the viewing experience simpler, simpler, I should say, sorry, um, because I think it really does 
you know, take away some of the complexity of navigation. It's going to be seamless now. So you can get to the, to, to the passion uh, of, of what you want to watch much more simply, much more quickly. Um, and as you say, that the picture quality is so much more immersive. The curve on the SUHD draws you into the picture. I mean, it really is uh, something to be seen. And now, Mark, one of the things that we talked about even before we went on the air with you today was it, it isn't so much, it isn't, you know, in addition to the great products and all the great innovations that you guys have on the tech side in terms of the screens, the sizes, the new 4K technology, you know, one of the things that we're seeing, the, the conversion of control, the, peop, the people that basically can bring all their devices together and control everything from one space. And now it seems with the way that Samsung televisions are working with a Samsung smart control remote, people aren't just going to be controlling their televisions anymore. These these remotes will be facilitating the use of their set-top boxes, gaming consoles. You're really bringing everything together, yes? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know, I think that's that's part of the key of the innovation moving forward. Is how do we how do we simplify the interface at the same time get the fullest potential out of these connected devices? And I would say, you know, if you're familiar, that sort of goes to our second theme of this Internet of Things. It's been much talked about. Um, I know, uh, I'm sure your listeners are very familiar with what that 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 means. But what Internet, Internet of Things means for, uh, for, for Samsung is really bringing to life those devices connected to each other and connected to our lives in a meaningful, real way. And, and I think certainly some of the things that you're seeing at CES in 2016 really are demonstrating that, um, you know, to the, to the best that I've certainly seen and we've seen, um, probably not least, um, you know, brought to life in the family hub refrigerator. Um, and I, I don't know if you've heard or seen about that, but oh, that yeah. is essentially, you know, um, a refrigerator that has a 21 and a half inch um, <laughs> screen on the right hand side of the door, and three built in cameras that enable you not just to interact um, in a great way in the kitchen with content and entertainment, but also when you're away from home to know what's in the fridge, to see what's in the fridge. Uh, which helps you ultimately manage your grocery lists, your meal preparation. Uh, it's really incredible. It, it's absolutely stunning. Now, before people think, oh, this is just a gimmick, and that, let me tell you something. I think connected devices, it wasn't that long ago where connected devices, such as a connected refrigerator, might have seemed like, like a gimmick. But you look at today, as you said, with everything coming together, let's face it, there two, the two places people spend the most time in their home are the kitchen and the bathroom. And now we won't go into bathroom technology. That's not for this CES. But when you think about the amount of time a family spends in the kitchen, having a connected device there that really brings together not just their food, but their whole lifestyle style in that one room, it's kind of an important device. Yeah, and I think, I think you can see that this year like we haven't seen it before. It's, uh, it's certainly drawing the buzz, drawing the crowd at CES, um, and, and I think you're right. It does bring together the family um, in, in, in the home that I would, uh, the room in the home that I would argue is probably the hub today. Yep, Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we've talked about, obviously, the, the television, the refrigerator. What other, I mean, there are so many other things to talk about, Sam. Let's start off, let's talk about the Galaxy Tab Pro S, because that's another thing. As I said, Samsung innovates in so many different areas, but this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tablet. Can you talk a little bit about the Tab Pro S? Yeah, well, I, I think I think what, what the Tab Pro S does is it, it sort of brings uh, together, you know, all of what we have now come to expect from Samsung tablets, um, in best of class specs with Super AMOLED, it's a 12-inch screen, um, and it brings together with it, um, you know, the design uh, forward um, innovation. It's the thinnest, lightest uh, two-in-one tablet that we that we know is on the market today. Um, but it brings together in all of those expectations 
um, a Windows 10 operating system. So we now have, you know, uh, I think a tablet that um, is, is not only accessible, but incredibly dynamic from a productivity point of view. You know, in, in 2015, by the way, it is your tech report. We are talking to Mark Childs, Chief Marketing Officer of, uh, Officer of uh, Samsung Canada. Mark, um, 2015 was a big year for Microsoft with Windows 10. Is the adoption of Windows 10 on, a, on the Tab Pro S and a device like this a, a good endorsement for Microsoft? Is, do you find that the, the road we are going down is going to be a promising one for Samsung and Microsoft together? Well, I think with, as with, 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 with all innovation uh, from Samsung, I think one of the things that we try to do is try to listen to our, our consumers um, and get feedback from them. And in this case, I think, you know, this is something that was being asked for. And I think, you know, it's great to have a tablet that's uh, fantastic for, you know, viewing content, uh, engaging in social media. But we, we heard loud and clearly that productivity was a real important uh, factor. And, and I think you're right. Windows 10, you know, meets that challenge. Mark, one of the themes that you keep mentioning really is design, and Samsung really does design really, really well. And I assume there's a lot of work that goes into that. We talk, look at all these devices like the like the connected fridge and these beautiful new televisions. How long have these been in the works? Has this been a long roadmap? It certainly is, and I think design, you know, is is always changing as we know if we look to to other industries and and, and other worlds. Um, and I think what you're seeing now is is, is a very design-forward uh, Samsung. But I think most importantly, m- my impression of, uh, of CES is we're starting to see some timeless design um, innovation. Uh, you know, I, we talked about TVs. You know, they are not just the thinnest TVs, uh, but they look absolutely stunning from the yeah. front and from the back. A bezel-less design really draws your eye to what you're watching, not the design of the TV. It accentuates that that, that picture. Um, but equally, you step behind the 2016 SUHD TVs, and and you're you're just blown away. There are fewer screws. Um, you know, the uh, attention to detail has been put in focus, um, and you sort of feel like you could put this TV in the middle of the room uh, and, and look at it in many ways, like you might a, a, an automobile. Um, See, it's it's not something yeah, that gets yeah. hidden on the on a wall anymore, right? It's not something that has to be hidden in a corner or on a wall, basically. Ab- absolutely, um, absolutely, and I think. You know, that design, you know, theme runs through, you know, we just talked about the uh, the family hub refrigerator, the new black stainless steel look and feel, I, I think is, is is just coming into, into focus. It really does look stunning yeah. and I think, you know, elevates the design uh, of any kitchen um, or wherever the fridge may be put. And then you, you, you sort of switch to the Gear S2 um, and you, the, the, this week announced... Um, premium look and feel of the platinum and the rose gold edition, you know, I, I think design is, is so important in our lives. We, uh, and I think it's, it's now very, very clearly uh, front and center of our uh, innovation. You know, Mark, one of the things I want to take it from some of the, the bigger items like we talked about, and obviously design t- you know, plays a part in all of Samsung's devices. I want to take it a little smaller now to something that's become very popular, especially in the last two years, which is wearables. And more specifically, people have been talking, you know, we had, we had an Oculus announcement. We know Sony's coming out with their VR headset. We know HTC is coming out with theirs. What people may not realize, and they really should, is that Samsung has had their own VR headset, the Gear VR, which works in conjunction with the new Galaxy devices. And you guys had some new stuff coming out, actually designed for the Gear, the Gear VR. Is it, tell us about the Samsung Rink. What is the Rink? 
Um, so so I, I, what I'd say, the, the big focus here at CES is, is obviously bringing Gear VR to life. There's an incredible theater experience, which brings a 4D uh, experience to Gear VR. So you have, you know, this sort of... Uh, seating where folks are wearing the Gear VR, with the seats move in time with, uh, with, with Gear VR, so for a truly, truly immersive um, experience. And, and um, what you're referring to uh, is, is, is from our, our labs, our design labs, uh, and that will allow and enable an interact- interactivity with Gear VR um, you know, from a touch and, and feel perspective. So really, you know, the, the, I think generally speaking for me, Gear VR is, is, is the beginning of, of, of an accessibility to VR that, uh, that we're going to see this year front and center and, and very much on trend. Mark, this is going to be an exciting year for obviously this entire industry, but for Samsung especially. And we look forward to really spending some time with each of these products individually so that we can break them down because there's there's so many announcements and there's so many things that we're going to get into in the coming weeks and over the years, over the year that that that, that we don't even have time for now. But uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's really a, a privilege to be able to talk to you and to get that uh, firsthand point of view from CES. Thanks very much. And if you haven't had a chance to get to CES, um, it really is uh, it, it is an incredible experience, um, a very exciting experience. And if you can't and haven't had a chance to make it this year, next year is, is, is just around the corner. There is way more CES 2016 coverage to come right here on Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you again on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report, and contact at YourTechReport.com. When we come back, Netgear and Lenovo. Your Tech Report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. Mark Aflalo, Mitchell Whitfield with you for the first show of 2016. And it's always fun to be uh, on a first show, Mitchell, because of CES 2016. And this year's no different, is it? No, no, it isn't. I, people cannot see. Of course, I can see you via Skype because we record in Los Angeles and Montreal. I see how giddy you are jumping around. This is such an exciting time of year. And this show, for people that don't know about CES, it is the largest consumer electronics show on the planet. We talk about E3 a lot, the gaming show, being such a big show in North America. CES puts it to shame in terms of size, in terms of the amount of visitors all over the world. So, yeah, it's hard. I can see why you're jumping around in your seat. I I'm am excited. Too. And we're not going to get, no, we're not gonna get to all these interviews this week because we've got way more. So we're going to be talking about CES for a couple of weeks. We already spoke to Samsung, but it's time to move on a little bit. Mark, one of the big focuses at, at not just this year's CES, but I think of the last few years, of course, is home networking. And if we're talking home networking, we're obviously talking about Netgear. Netgear has been at the forefront of home networking, whether it's wireless, wired, routers. I mean, they do everything in the home networking world. And they, they have a big presence this year at CES, correct? Well, listen, I mean, we noticed the theme throughout this year's CES seems to be the Internet of Things and how everything is connecting. So in order for everything to connect, you need to have a reliable network, which is why we are talking Netgear. I was going to say, if you're talking Reliable Network, you are talking Netgear. And today, here with us to talk about Netgear is the Vice President of Home Networking Products. His name is David Henry. David, from CES, from Vegas. How are you doing, man? Are you surviving the craziness of CES? I'm surviving. Having a great time. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Now, before we start about specific products, because I know you guys, you, you guys got a CES Innovation Award. We're going to talk about your products. Before we do that, I just want to talk about the transition you've seen in the last few years. It wasn't that long ago, David, where home networking products were sort of pushed to the side under a desk. You know, one of those products that people are like, oh, I guess we have to have it. Now, 
home networking products like the stars of your home because everyone needs a great router, needs a great, everyone wants great home networking products. How cool is it to see this transition from home networking products to be sort of hidden in the closet, to be out at the forefront of what everyone wants? No, I think you got it exactly. And it, it, it's, it's sexy again uh, because <laughs> That's right. all of the things you can do on the home network, um, people are buying all sorts of smart home devices and Internet of Things devices. But in order for all those things to work well, you need a very strong home network backbone. And, and so all of a sudden, we're back in the forefront. It's really exciting for me. And this really brings us to the CES Innovation Award winner, which is your flagship Nighthawk router. Now, tell us why this is an award-winning router. Sure. So um, we've launched the Nighthawk line of routers for about two and a half years now, going after a customer who has a need for premium whole home coverage premium Wi-Fi, and a premium feature set. And so the Nighthawk product line has evolved since uh, for the last two and a half years. And at CES, we launched our, our, our latest addition to that family, which is the Nighthawk X4S. The Nighthawk X4S is really around this mobile-centric world where uh, customers are going to be um, collecting mobile devices. And because they're mobile, they're, battery, they're battery-powered, excuse me, uh, and they're used all over the home. They don't always have the, the best Wi-Fi technology in those phones. The Nighthawk X4S has a lot of advance, advancements to make sure that your mobile devices get the best signal no matter where they are. Now, you mentioned something, which is, you know, which is coverage. And I, I think for everyone, and, and especially if you live in an older home that has thicker walls, it's hard to get whole home coverage. This is something that's been challenging over the last several years to get whole home coverage. Talk a little bit about what you guys are not just doing with the router itself, but with extenders as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, we always like to say, hey, when, you, when your home network's not working well, you need coverage, go, go upgrade your router. And that works for many people, but it's not for everyone. Some people get their wireless router from their ISP, and if they were to rip it out, they might, they might lose their phone line, or they might use certain, video That's right. use certain video services. So in that situation, you kind of have to accessorize around the Wi-Fi router you have. And that's why uh, we've developed a line of products we call Wi-Fi range extenders, uh, which basically repeat your wireless signal to cover those dead spots throughout the home. And, and at CES, we're announcing a new one, which is our latest range extender, um, which were, again, part of the Nighthawk family, which is our Nighthawk X4 range extender. So just to be clear, I want to make sure. Now, these extenders, what's great about this is they don't have to necessarily be used with, uh, with Netgear routers. They can be used with the routers that come to you uh, from your provider, and the extenders can be bought separately, correct? That's, that's exactly correct. They're completely standard, which means right. they work with any Wi-Fi you have in your home, whether it comes from your, your service provider, whether it comes from Netgear or even one of our competitors, um, at, once you bought that router, we know a lot of folks don't want to change it. Hey, right. I got 15 devices connected. I don't want to replace that. <laughs> so I just accessorized around it, and that's why our Wi-Fi range extenders is the fastest-growing product category in home networking right now. Now, you guys are also taking range extension to, to a new level, and obviously it shows the importance and, and, and the history behind the company that Netgear is. It's all, it's all about networking. Merging two technologies, which is Powerline, which is something that I think is like a hidden gem that I tell people about all the time, and Wi-Fi range extension, because a lot of people have been using Powerline to extend you know, their line to their living room for gaming. But you guys have new Powerline Wi-Fi that allows you to actually extend the Wi-Fi footprint with a, a really, really fast backbone behind it, which is a, a wired connection over Powerline, right? 
You got it. I mean, everyone wants Wi-Fi coverage. Um, and when, another way to solve that problem is using a power line technology, which uses wires that are already in your walls, and that's your power wires. So we're able to use your power wires to transmit a network signal, say, from your family room up to your attic, and then we retransmit Wi-Fi from there. So in effect, creating little Wi-Fi hotspots around your home using a new power line technology. And, and we, again, we launched a new power line adapter uh, kit with Wi-Fi at CES uh, that's over a gigabit per second, so it's extremely fast. How much time, David, is, is put into the development of these products? Because, you know, we, we see the Internet of Things growing at a, at, a, at a mass rate, but there's a lot of time yeah. and research and development that goes into these products, is there not? There is, and, and we have a, an amazing laboratory in San Jose, California, uh, as well as uh, several other around the world, to make sure we're always at the bleeding edge of, of the new technology. We work with some great partners uh, and some of our silicon partners to bring these new technologies to market. But, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, it's, a, it's an art and a science uh, because everyone's home is different, everyone's devices are different, and developing products that work universally, seamlessly, interrupting well with all the different devices in the home is definitely not easy, but we put a lot of time and energy into it. If you are just joining us, we are talking to David Henry. He's the vice president of home networking products for Netgear now. David, one of the things that you say, and we talk about this a lot. We talk about this about several products. There are certain things that seem to be, uh, there were trends earlier on that just uh, product features that were just put in to get attention or products that were just put in to get certain attention or they're sort of, you know, didn't really have a great use. And I think years ago when people talk about uh, home networking cameras, I think they got a lot of attention because people wanted, obviously, to have you know home cameras for different reasons, whether they're away, check on babies, check if anybody. So, but now again, the the home you know the home camera security camera has taken a huge place in our daily lives in our homes. Talk about your new Arlo security camera and what it does. Yeah, yeah, I think you you touched on a great point, which is that technology has to be at the right time. It's got to be relevant. And there's a few things that have made home network home monitoring, excuse me, video cameras very, very relevant. Um, the first is the proliferation of smartphones. Now, everyone has a screen with them wherever they are. That's right. And when you have a screen with you, now having a camera in your home, you turn it on, you can see it instantaneously. So our Arlo home networking, our home monitoring solution is really the first that makes it very easy to plug in cameras around your home, even outside your home, connect with your smartphone, get alerts on your smartphone and find out, hey, who's at my front door? Or who stole that package uh, that I had shipped to me from, uh, from, <laughs> from Amazon or Best Buy? Or I mean, you can see these things instantaneously. You get remote monitoring uh, alerts. You get push messages. Um, and the best thing is we record video in the cloud for you for free. And that's a huge differentiator over anyone else. That, that absolutely is because there, there are no solutions that let you do that, especially for, at that price point. <laughs> No, no. And, and at CES, we just announced another addition to our Arlo home uh, monitoring solution. The, the earlier version was completely wire-free, which means it was battery-powered. That means you can put them indoors and outdoors, even where you don't have a power adapter. And See, what we this, found yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry, most Jim, of go ahead, our yeah. customers were putting our Arlo cameras outside at their front door, at their back door, using them to, to cover the peripheral. But we also found that some of our customers wanted a solution uh, indoors that had some features 
for example, two-way audio, yeah. um, 1080p HD. Uh, and so that's the Arlo Q. We just announced the Arlo Q. We're selling it today. And again, free cloud recording, right? Whenever something, somebody walks by the camera, we'll record that and we'll store it for you in the cloud. We'll send you an email or a push notification and you can take a look at it. So the Arlo and the Arlo Q now gives you an indoor, an outdoor, a high definition, a two-way audio type of solution. So when, uh, when your pet is sitting there on your couch, you can have, I can sit here in Vegas and scream at him, get off the couch. <laughs> I don't know if he'll get off the couch, but at least I can scream at him. Well, you know, Dave, now we know how you're spending your off time at CES screaming at your dog. Now we now we know exactly the dirty secret you've been hiding. You know, one of the That's things it. I want to talk about, when you talk about the, you know, the wireless aspect of this, it wasn't that long ago that if you wanted to have, uh, you know, cameras set up, if you wanted um, a home network filled with cameras, so you can see it, it involved a lot of wires, it involved a lot of setup. We talked about the facility of not having to worry about wires, being able to place these cameras wherever you want, but a lot of it is making it easier on the consumer end to have a streamlined user interface, to have an easy experience for the user to set everything up. And you guys definitely put focus on making sure it's an easy experience for the consumer, or else they're not going to want to set anything up. You're right. And one of the things we found very quickly after launching Arlo uh, cameras is that almost 80% of our customers are installing them with a mobile phone. There you go. Which, which means that they're walking around the house, even, even outside the house, putting the cameras up, and looking at their phone, and then, okay, we'll aim it this way or aim it that way and, config and, and, and move it around. So we had to really think differently about the user interface. We make it very mobile-centric and mobile-friendly because not only are people setting them up on their phones, but they're also, of course, logging in and viewing their videos over their phones. So we had to make it very easy. David, I want to congratulate you guys again on that CES winner. I mean, that, that Nighthawk, Nighthawk router is definitely a flagship. Available now, right? $270, I guess. Uh, people can pick it up if they want to today. Yep, it's all available today. That's what I, That's one of the things I love about your announcements is that pretty much every single product that you guys have announced at CES is available to get in your hands right now, which is a very, very unique thing when it comes to big shows like this. Yeah, we definitely try to load up our product launches so that we can make a big splash. And people can actually take advantage and benefit from them immediately. Well, I will reach out to Brad, and I will try to get my hands on some of these products so we can uh, go into <laughs> right. into into more depth with them over the coming weeks. And uh, I wish you, again, congratulations on uh, on this year's uh, big award. You know, you touched on something at the very end there, Mark, that's important, which is it's very rare, like you say, when you have a big trade show like this, you're normally teasing things that you're going to see throughout the year, in most cases later in the year. Some, listen, so, Mitchell, there's <laughs> things from 2015 we haven't seen yet. No, exactly yeah. right. So the fact that you can get your hands on most of these Netgear products right now. I like that Netgear is not teasing us. We can actually yeah. hear about them and then go out and buy them while we're still hot and excited about it. That's a great, it's really a cool thing. Thank you for not teasing us, Netgear. <laughs> Mitchell, there's so much more to come. We're not going to get to all our interviews this week because CES is a big show. There's lots of companies that we're going to be speaking to over the coming weeks and really break down these announcements, which is kind of fun. So if there's something specific that you saw that you want us to reach out to, go ahead. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. If you want to follow all our coverage on Twitter, it's at yourtechreport and facebook.com slash yourtechreport. We're going to come back, Matt Mitchell, and, and, and wrap up the show with a very, very big company. Your Tech Report will be right back. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. 
Welcome back to your tech report. Mark Aflalo Mitchell Whitfield with you talking everything CES 2016. Now, Mitchell, there's no doubt about it. And we've been saying this the entire show. The biggest slew of announcements came from one company, and they kicked everything off on Monday. And that company is Lenovo. So from new ThinkPads to tablets with breakthrough features like 3D cameras, projectors, brand new 4K displays, not to mention accessories for business, gaming, and much more. So to announce all these things seems impossible, but they did it. So on with us right now to talk about these exciting announcements is Stephen Miller, Lenovo Product Ambassador. Stephen, do you have any energy left in, your, in yourself after a week like this? It's kind of a catch-22. I do have a lot left because the energy dropped it on. So if you ask me in the morning, do I have any left after the, the adrenaline of all of this has gone away, it might be a different answer. But right now, yes, I still feel great. Okay, so tell me something, Stephen. With all these announcements, and there are many, where would you, as the product ambassador, start on this giant list? That's a wonderful question. You know, we use at Lenovo, we use several different events throughout the year to do big announcements like Tech World is our event and EFA or Mobile World Congress. But CES is certainly the cornerstone. I think it's probably the world's most famous technology show. Mm-hmm. So you have to get your head around so many different things. And it comes back up to the brand. It comes back up to the marketing. Um, as Lenovo, I don't know if you know, last fall, for the very first time, we made it in the top 100 brand names in the world. Hey, we're not an Amazon, and we're not a Facebook, and we're not a Google. But for us to break the top 100 is a huge big deal for us. And so we've got great brand equity in our brand, like the X1 line under ThinkPad and the Yoga line in our multi-mode devices. So that's where I got my head around our announcements. Which one of our brand categories does this really fall under? Okay, so, so let, let's talk about something for a second. You talk about brand names, and the ThinkPad name is one of these brands that has long been connected with business. People know that right. when they touch a ThinkPad computer, regardless of what's under the hood, what latest processor is there, they're getting a business class machine that's guaranteed to be reliable. How important is that brand and now the sub-brands underneath themselves? It's almost kind of a – people are saying it's a reinvention of the ThinkPad. It actually very much is. You nailed it. And, and thank you for understanding what our brand means to us. When you look back, as we build a brand, you have to go, what are the tenets that you want a brand to be? Well, ThinkPad is that. It's the brand that the world does business on. That, that simple. It's going to be the most reliable. It's going to be black in color. It's going to be sturdy. It's going to be a great device that, that you see in professional hands. So that's that theme. So under that, about three years ago, we came out with the X1 Carbon. So that's the carbon fiber, less than an inch, three-pound, business-class executive carry notebook. Overwhelming success. But what we've done this year in that category is make the X1 a family. So we want that thematic brand to really have a category. So there's four announcements under that. Of course, the X1 Carbon continues. That is the, the non-touchscreen version. Hey, a lot of our corporate customers are still on Windows 7 and will be for a while, and, and they want that non-touch continuation. My favorite product in there, though, is the X1 Yoga. So that takes that same iconic X1, six-tenths six of an inch thick, 2.6-pound notebook that's multi-mode. So now it flips around to do tablet style as well as. And by the way, this is the world's first business-class OLED screen. If you see this in person, when you see beside the two side by side, a non OLED beside the OLED, the brilliance of the screen is just unbelievable. It, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful screen. You know, you're giving so me. Then, 
you, you you give me a natural segue, which is which is uh, the yoga name is now kind of merging with that that X One brand, and and yoga yoga was a, a very interesting line, and I've personally had time a lot of time to spend with the nine hundred, and look forward yeah. to the nine hundred S. So can you can we can we kind of shift? I know, I know we want to how how does yoga blend with the business side of things, and then how does yoga itself as a line who is that targeted for? Well, yoga as its brand is the one of those sub brands that goes across, both from the consumer line to the business line. And we use the yoga name to denote multi-mode. Like if you can think of gotcha. someone doing yoga, there are multiple different poses. Yeah. So that is actually one of that where the line blurs between commercial and consumer. This is the way that people use their device, like in a touch screen. You can't imagine a phone that's not touch. Now, touch screen notebooks are becoming the standard. And so the multi-mode is represented by our yoga brand. And so that has, we have a wide range of whether it's tablets or notebooks and yoga consumer. And you move across to the X1 Yoga or the Yoga 260, which is our traditional 12 or 14-inch ThinkPad Yogas. So that, that makes perfect sense. So now the, the yoga, the brand itself on its own, not with the X1, is that a more of a consumer-targeted device then? Absolutely it is. You're going to find this in retail. This is unit of one. This is about capturing the eye uh, of the individual that wants their first tablet or wants another tablet, wants that iconic coffee shop-ready notebook computer. So that's like the Yoga 900, the 900S. So the, the purpose here is it's beautiful online. It's beautiful on the end cap at the store. It's beautiful when you get MD because you see someone beside you using it. And it's a unit of one sale sort of thing on the yoga line. So... You mentioned tablets, and I, and I want to put. Uh, I got to throw this out there: putting a projector in a desktop, putting a projector in a tablet. I've been talking to a lot of people, and they say, oh, so, "You know, these are gimmicks." This is not a gimmick. This is actually, if you think about these these concepts from a business perspective, is downright genius. Is that the target of doing something like putting a projector on some of the new tablets and some of the new desktops? You nailed it completely. Again, you know our marketing, and you understand what we're trying to get done as an innovative company. The first time we used the tablet inside, a projector inside a tablet was a 13-inch tablet. We had extra real estate. Let's just be honest. There was a, a 13-inch tablet, and let's use this real estate. Well, it's a massive hit, and all of a sudden, which happens a lot of times with a business user like myself, you see a consumer device that's a hit, and you, and you start that possibility starts to come across. And the way that I denote it is we've all been to that meeting where we thought we were going to present to one person, thought we were going to talk to one person, and now it's a team yeah. of five. <laughs> and you don't have a lot of PowerPoint or Excel spreadsheets to show, but you've got that one PowerPoint that you have to show. And it's uncomfortable and it's unprofessional to, to move your notebook around to five different people. But if in your, if you have like the X1 tablet that we'll get to, you have a, a module that clicks on that has a projector. Or our ThinkPad stack that has a projector, a, a module to go with it. Now, in your briefcase, you have a great projector against the wall, two and a half hours of battery life just for that. So that's the thing now from the consumer side. Hey, consumer, it may be to throw YouTube videos on the wall or to yeah. throw Frozen. When your kids want to watch <laughs> Frozen for the 287th time, and there's six kids over at the house, right? So... Now, instead of crowding around a 10-inch tablet, you use the projector and throw up a 100-inch HD against the wall. So there are business applications, and where the the price point of the Peacock projector is to where it allows a company like us to go, what if? What if we did this? And business users and consumers go, yeah, I want that. I can see about it. So tell me about the target for the X1 tablet itself. Is that that a business device in your mind? It is. And and what has happened, um, and... 
we're seeing the changeover of the two-in-ones is, and just like the yoga line, we shouldn't have to learn how to use a device. The device should move and mold and fit how we want to use it. And there's been a big push, and we've seen a lot of different two-in-one type tablets with a detachable keyboard. This is a tablet-first device to where you're a technology board person, you're already in Windows 10, you know that you want a touchscreen notebook, and you become, that's just part of, you pick what is part of your life. So now you have a high-quality ThinkPad, as you ThinkPad quality keyboard that clicks on magnetically. And so it's a 12-inch screen. It's less than three pounds total. You know, it's 1.4 pounds with just the tablet. 899 starting price. So it's all this horsepower. It's the Bravo M chipset. You can do up to a terabyte solid-state drive in this. So if wow. you want to go high-end, you can go high-end. If you want to stay more in the affordable, you know, the 300 half a terabyte drive, you certainly can. But here's where we wanted to change it. So the X1 tablet has a very unique feature. The same electronic connection at the bottom where the keyboard would click on, we have three different modules. The first module is a another battery. It's a productivity module. So it has HDMI in and out. It okay. doubles your battery life up to about 17 or 18 hours of wow. battery. <laughs> you move to the little switches, pop that off. You can pop in the RealSense camera um, module. So if you know what Intel and Microsoft are trying to do with RealSense, let's get away from passwords. Passwords can be hacked. And if you see any one of these password exposures, you see that people are still using one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or, yeah, or password. Or password. Yeah. Right. And so that's the weak point in our computer security. So why not use your face? And so with Microsoft Look and RealSense camera from Intel on our module on the X1 tablet, we can help users get to that place. The module is my favorite, the one that I will carry, because I am that business traveler. I do presentations and sales calls. The last module is that projector again. So it is, it's super light, two and a half hours of battery life just for it, and it's at $249. It clicks onto the bottom of the excellent tablet. Now the keyboard will still click on, but the fan still works. So when you use one of these modules to make the excellent the tablet become what you need it to be, you can still have the keyboard, you still have the stand. But now imagine in a swivel projector, so now in, I'm not sacrificing because I didn't choose to do a notebook, and I just want to have a two-in-one tablet. You don't have to sacrifice and not have that professionalism and flexibility of a projector. It is your tech report. We are talking to Stephen Miller, product ambassador for Lenovo. 21, I guess, main announcements. So, so Stephen, tell me about, we're talking tablets now. Tell me about the, the Mix 700, because this is in not your traditional tablet, because under the hood, this really pushes the limits of what you can get into a small package. It does, and, and I think that you open with the price point of this, and it's also elegantly designed. And so we were just talking about the X1 tablet, and that's going to be from the ThinkPad line, so that's going to be the business class. And then you step down to not everyone needs the extra benefits of a ThinkPad. What are the things that we haven't talked about? You're going to get global models, and you're going to get a roadmap, and, and businesses like to know how long they can buy the same thing. Well, a small business or an individual may not need that information. And so they're going to be drawn to a product like the Mix 700. So here is this great device. It's that two-in-one, the click-on keyboard, the pop-out stand. It's a lot of horsepower in that tablet-first type device. So I'm going to be more comfortable using Windows and Windows 10 in a touch atmosphere. But I may or may not use the keyboard, so I don't need to add the extra half a pound for a keyboard. How about just this super light keyboard that clicks on? I can still have the performance. And by the way, if you've, if you've seen... Now, you spoke about the, uh, the Yoga 900 and the 900S has that iconic now um, bay, which wristwatch band hinge. Yes. It looks just beautiful. Yes, gorgeous. Well, those same elements are on the Mix 700 on its hinge. The whole goal here is that whether it's our phone, our cars, our clothing, 
the technology that we carry says something about ourselves. And so the Mix 700 should be horsepower, it should be technology, but it should also be beautiful so that when people carry it, it makes a statement about them. And it absolutely is beautiful. I want to I ask you something about Microsoft for a second, Stephen, because Lenovo's been a long supporter of Microsoft and their ecosystem. Uh, right. And these announcements really do keep that trend going. We are personally like product evangelists for Microsoft. We're so excited about the launch of Windows 10 in 2015 and the progress it's made. And, uh, you know, my Mitchell and I are both playing with Surface Pro and all these devices, we're really excited about Windows again. Um, how yeah. does that? How does Windows success lend to your success at Lenovo? It's paramount, and of course, inside of our, our tablet family, we have a lot of Android products, and we have phones that are Android. But let's just be honest: when you think of the PC, ninety-one percent of that share, ninety-one percent of the market is a Windows computer. And so, we are a computer company. We make things with power buttons. We specialize. The whole time, we've been talking about. Windows-based devices. Windows 10 is a wonderful operating system. You want to look like Windows 7? It does. You want to look like Windows 10? It does. The unified search with Cortana and and just the look and feel, the speed, the success of even products like um, the Surface um, and the X1 tablet and the Yoga family, we've combined to make Windows cool again. Now, if you remember, for a while, people liked to make fun of Windows and Microsoft and and all this, and they were the, the bad guy on the block. Well, not true anymore. Well, nope, they're advertising or our products. Windows is cool. And now people, it's, it's your home. It's, I mean, how long most users, I'm 49 years old, I've been using Windows since, you know, how long have I been using Windows? It's just a part of my life. And now it's this wonderful, nearly perfect operating system. I don't know how they're going to follow it on. If there's going to be a Windows 11, I don't know what they're going to improve on. And what's going to go Mitch and I share that same opinion. Um, Stephen, you know what? We, we don't. I, I wish I had a, another hour to talk to you, but we don't because our, our show is unfortunately only an hour. But, I mean, there's other announcements in terms of uh, accessories, um, a partnership with Razer on the gaming side, and lots of things yeah. that we're going to get into over the coming weeks. And, and we want to really go into the products themselves and, and get some time on. But I want to thank you for your time today for joining us and I, I definitely want to talk to you when you when you settle down after CES to get more granular into some of those other details as well. Uh, that was sounds absolutely fantastic. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition and be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us contact at yourtechreport.com Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.